Hello and welcome to another episode of Uncomfortable. Comfortable conversations around uncomfortable topics. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to The Uncomfortable Podcast. I am your host, Debbie Roach, and today I chat with Philip Volna. Philip is a Ukrainian digital content strategist, a self-help consultant, and entrepreneur. He is the author and founder of the website lifetomake.com. From a very young age, Philip felt lost and uncertain about his future. At the age of 14, he felt a lot of pressure to figure out exactly what his long-term career path should be. And it was at that age he had noticed his family and other families struggling, living from paycheck to paycheck, and he was determined that that would not be the life he would have. This is a really insightful conversation with Philip and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. As always, there is some adult language, so when you're listening, it's best to pop on those headphones. Enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me on Uncomfortable, the podcast. Thank you, Debbie. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, no problem. Now, and before we get into the topic of feeling lost, I'd love for you just to, to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm a content writer and I run a blog as a my site project. So that's basically what I do for a living now. Can you tell us a little bit about what you write? Because I feel like it is um, uh, related and I feel like the listeners might actually want to read a little bit about what you write kind of once they've listened to this episode. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm writing, uh, I've recently repositioned the site and it is uh, now called the Self-Development Project uh, that's helping people find out what they want from life and how to get it which is uh, I can relate to because that was my struggle. And I'm pretty much writing about my story and some, you know, separate experiences out of my past or maybe some thoughts on the future. So I try to blend them in in, in one article and uh, just give my perspective on the very common things about life uh, from uh, feeling lost to getting a job to being depressed and all of other experiences. Cool. No, I love it. Now, um, let's kind of move into, you mentioned that feeling lost, and I would love you to kind of tell us about the moment or the period of time in your life where you actually felt completely lost. Well, I felt completely lost when I was, I think, somewhere in the ninth grade or even 11th grade. Uh, It's the Ukrainian uh, school program, so it might be different from the United States, the Canada. So um, 
that was the moment when I felt completely lost because I didn't know if I want to com continue my study at school or if I want to even go to the university. I had no idea what I wanted to do and I could, couldn't really find the way uh, who would be able to help me to find what I want. I had no mentor. Uh, know anybody who could help me to you know make a better decision in my life and it was really really depressing because uh, I was thinking that uh, if I have no idea what I want I might as well make a wrong choice about my career path and because I didn't have knowledge that I have today back then I felt that if I don't choose right I will be just completely misled and it will be a horrible experience and I'm gonna waste my life and I will never be able to achieve what I want so um, because I've seen other people around me and families in their small house uh, in the small city where I lived and I saw them struggling living from paycheck to paycheck and I, I really wanted a better future for myself and for my family so I was really determined to make the best choice possible and uh, commit to actually mastering my career path and also be able to find a meaningful way of living my life and uh, making decent income so I can help my family. And if I would not fulfill that goal uh, and that mission, if I failed, uh, that would be a devastating experience. So that was the moment when I was completely lost and it wasn't the moment actually it was a whole period which lasts for like uh, three to four years I guess I didn't uh, understand what I was going through I had no like uh, clear future and I was really depressed back then and because I had many failures and uh, at that period of time I was really struggling struggling to get on, on the track and be committed towards one goal so yeah that was that was my experience. Now, that seems pretty young to, to feel that way. And just for, you know, those of us who don't kind of, uh, I guess, grow up in the grade system, can you clarify how old you were? Like, what is grade nine? Uh, I can't say how old I was in the ninth grade, uh, but I can say that I was around uh, 14, 15 14, years okay. old. Yeah, so that's really young, I think, to kind yeah. of come to that conclusion, right? I mean, that to me is stuff that adults worry about. And the fact that as a, you know, as still a child, you started to get very concerned about that. And I'm just curious to know in terms of like that educate your education system in Ukraine, I'm not sure how similar or different it is to, to UK where I'm from versus, you know, Canada where I live now or, or even the US. Um, is there such a thing as like a career guidance counselor available at that, you know, at, for that age group in your, in your school? Uh, currently, no, but we used to have something similar to that, but, you know, you just go through the system and the government gives you a job, which you don't choose, you just <laughs> you just get a job. It was in the Soviet Union, like the Soviet Union, I guess, and mm -hmm. so if you, if you complete the system, you were pretty much clear that you will be working somewhere. You might have not know where exactly, but you would definitely be sure that uh, you will be... Uh, you will not be unemployed, which was, you know, good for some people. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. 
I'm, I'm guessing though they placed you in that job so you didn't get you wouldn't have had a choice at that True. point so it could technically be a job that you ended up hating but it was like there was guaranteed work yeah now again at that age of kind of 14 15 and in that period of those four years did you feel like other people your age had the same kind of concern and the same feeling as you or did you feel kind of alone uh, well, uh, speaking about my friends, because those were the people whom I communicated with mostly, I, didn't, I don't think they had those concerns that I did, uh, or at least they were not as clear as mine. I, well, mine wasn't clear too, because I was playing computer games uh, all the day long and I was wasting my time as much as possible. But, you know, uh, on the back of, the, of my mind, when I was playing a game, I felt like ah, I should be doing something right. And then, uh, well, uh, I have no clue what to do, what to do. So, uh, well, my friends, uh, they didn't have those uh, thoughts. Uh, but I think we all live with the same mentality here because if you are from a poor or middle class family, uh, your goal would be to, to make a better future for your family. And it usually starts pretty young. Even... Uh, even my my sister now, who is 14 years old, she understands that, well, it's not the future that she's, uh, you know, can be shooting for currently where she lives and what uh, opportunities she has. So she kind of gets depressed already. And as, you know, as somebody who runs this blog and who explores the topic, I try to help her as much as possible. But, you know, you, you kind of have to go through this period. This is how we <laughs> mature, I guess. That's harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> I know. Like I will admit, when I was that age, I don't think I was really. I can't remember being concerned about that at that point. It probably wasn't until I was about to leave school and head to university. Um, but I'm just curious to know, in your experience, did you feel like you were influenced? And when I say this, I don't mean it in a negative way, but um, were you influenced by your parents and their beliefs in having to make sure you're set up to kind of, you know, have a strong kind of foundation for your family? So do you feel like you were influenced by that a lot or was there other factors that came into play i was really uh very deeply influenced by uh, my parents and their beliefs uh, but i also was looking for even though i was very naive back then and i'm and i still am i suppose but you know more naive than uh, back then i will never be but uh, so at that time i really thought that uh, I can't rely on their advice and on their vision of my future because I can see what they do and what they go through. So if I follow their path that they have chosen, I might as well end up being in their situation because uh, I, I've seen the phrase somewhere, if you do uh, some job, very repetitive job, and you shoot for a different result, well, uh, you're a fool because you can't get this, you know, a different result doing the same job all the time. And that was exactly my thought. And I, I knew that if I just follow their path, I, I will be <laughs> at the same position. So uh, even at that moment, I already knew that I have to find a different way and what was mo what was uh, scary, scary, I, 
I don't know <laughs> what was scaring me back then is that I have no um, other people to help me out with this because I'm surrounded with, with people with the same and with the same beliefs. And if I follow their way, well, it's not going to be what I want. And I was really afraid at that moment. But, you know, I had to rebel and it was, well, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. How did you rebel? Oh, uh, well, I, I was I was trying to negotiate everything that uh, any advice that came from their side, like you have to study hard, you have to get a job, we will get a job for you, we will, we will manage, we will, you know, figure out it for you. And I said, well, uh, from what I see, you, you failed to figure it out for, for yourself, how, uh, how it's going to be helpful to me. So uh, maybe I wasn't thinking about that, uh, how I think about it today, but I felt in my gut that it wasn't the right choice and I have to follow the different paths. And, uh, well, that's, that's pretty much what I did. I, I argued over any argument that was coming to, into my, you know, private space, into my system of beliefs. Awesome. It's like you were setting boundaries for yourself, right? Maybe not sure. knowing that you were doing that in particular, but you were setting those boundaries. I mean, that's really interesting. At such a young age that you kind of realized you had to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, it, was, it was very unexpected for me too, but I think, <laughs> I think it was the right choice because uh, you have to set the boundaries and the earlier you do that, the less likely you will be influenced by, you know, some... I don't know, momentary opportunities um, or influencers, which is not a good thing if you want to build your own future, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you find this, uh, this feeling that you had um, back then is something that would kind of come up and then disappear and then come up and then disappear? Like, was it kind of cycles? Was it constant? How did it show up for you? It was definitely a pattern because sometimes I would feel empowered that I would be able to change, you know, the whole system. I would be able to change the my life and also the life of my family. And I was re trying really hard to change the life of my parents. And even back then, I was already dictating uh, them how they should be living it, how they should be making all those fancy business plans, even uh, even though I had no idea how to do that and even though I wouldn't uh, be able to propose them a better future or, or you know a better plan to follow through uh, but I was already trying to I was looking at their situation from my system of beliefs and I was trying to convince them that this is the right thing and they are doing it wrong and sometimes there was a pattern uh, which would make me think this way and then I would felt discouraged because nobody would listen to me and uh, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to get uh, any advice from anybody else because there was no that you know magical person who would be who would just take me by hand and lead me through all, all the way through. So uh, it was a, a, a pattern really. And uh, when I got discouraged, I would just dive into playing computer games, and then I would emerge again. And then, well, you should be writing business plans, and then they they would say, well, no, no please get lost. Don't, don't, you know, don't interfere. With us. And I was like, all right. So I would play games again. 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe it just wasn't their their journey, right? And um, it, again, yeah. at such a young age, it's probably something. It's a lot for younger people to kind of wrap their their brain around, especially you know starting their own business or or whatever. But um, I'm just curious then how your transition went from school uh, to university. So were you still feeling lost at the point? where you transitioned into university or by that point had did you start to feel like you had a bit of a clearer vision when i was transitioning from school to the uni well i knew that uh, i have a goal which was to learn english and that was the only milestone which i thought i would be able to achieve because it seems pretty fancy in ukraine right to have the knowledge of english language and then you will be able to get to some pretty fancy job opportunities well at least that's what they said and uh, I understand that well it's kind of relatable but still so uh, that was my goal uh, I didn't have a clear vision of how I'm gonna apply that knowledge but at least it was something to hold up for or you know to stand up for because I was really uh, looking to fight for it at least uh, if somebody was uh, interfering with uh, me studying and just learning the basics of english and all these grammar rules and all those fancy things i, I would just uh, i would really get distressed and depressed and try to cut them away <laughs> out of my life mm. i was living with my friend in a rented flat in a room i actually we were renting out a room not a whole flat and we were living in one room together. He was, uh, he was concerned about, you know, playing games and living his moment. And I was concerned with uh, trying to get my things off the ground. I was trying to learn English and find a better way of applying it in my country. So uh, uh, this is where our interest conflicted because uh, together we were thinking about well it's going to be an awesome journey we will be playing computer games all night long and it will be fun uh well we did and it wasn't fun a lot uh, so uh, uh so we started to uh, you know uh, really getting separated he was having his uh, vision he was just enjoying his time and i was working really hard uh so i can't say that he wasn't working uh but I just think that I was working harder <laughs> just a little. <laughs> yeah, do you feel um that did you feel like there was a lot of stress on you at that age to kind of get your, you know, for lack of a better term, your shit together to kind of again find uh, build or find that stable foundation for your future family. Um and if so, where do you feel like that stress was coming from? I think that stress was coming from the from the idea of that uh, from the vision that I have created for myself. My parents didn't tell me you should be uh, working your ass off to you know kind of uh, be able to make a living for us, and you have to be making money so that we can live a better future and a better life. No, they didn't tell me that. But it was just me who made a mission for myself and who decided to you know work really hard and get those money so that my family will never be poor again. And I committed to this choice and I couldn't really betray that feeling and that mission. So, um, but that was also the most stressful period of my life. And it is still the most stressful period of my life, even though I'm doing a pretty decent job now. 
but it's not just you know i can't say that well it's it's where i am it's it's very close but it's not there yet mm. and back then it was also very very stressful because uh i i was really i was feeling very bad for not being able to play games like my friend is doing uh i was uh, really objecting to the reality that i was living in because i felt like i should be chilling i should be having the time of my life the students yes you know the the university like that's that's the moment where you live your life and i was like uh, just coming from the uni uh smashing like six hours of studying there and also eight hours of uh follows up uh and and i was like oh no what what, what am i doing with my life but and it was really stressful but also uh, i think that was uh the right choice for me because uh, i completely wasted all my school years and i didn't actually take anything out of it so i felt that well if i uh, be accepted at the university i have to work really hard mm -hmm. and if i want to make a better future for my family uh that's the only option i have and that was the motivation and the stressful factor that i had and mm -hmm. i i have and i do still have you know very um conflicting feelings about that yeah <laughs> but i'm trying to find the right balance yeah it, it sounds like you were um trying to catch up so like in university you were trying to kind of make up for for lost time by being overly productive and i know that that's something you kind of write about in your blog um i had read one recently about kind of feeling guilty about when you're not yeah. being productive which is something i completely relate to um, so kind of after that experience i'm curious to know how did you change things to to kind of become more balanced and not have that feeling of guilt or even that feeling of you know being that sense of feeling lost when you're taking a break and you're not being productive uh well it usually happens not because of my desire it usually happens because my brain desires so it just shuts down and i completely burn out because of my messing around hustling you know mm. uh trying to shoot for new projects try i i work 9 to 5 and i also try to make some side project which is my blog and i also i also look for other opportunities like uh, at upwork for example i'm looking for freelance projects projects so um and it usually brings me to the position where i completely burn out and uh, this is the moment when i can finally chill because i can't make myself you know just uh, play computer games and enjoy my time usually it happens because of the burnout but uh, for now i'm trying to be aware of it and because i've lived through it i understand my feelings and i understand that this is the pattern and i just kind of followed the pattern and because i was able to make some progress using this strategy i still feel like that's pretty applicable stuff but it has to be a little bit more optimized so that i will not uh, dig uh, a grave for myself yes <laughs> yeah. yeah because you're pretty young 
Um, and I mean, I think it's, it's quite amazing that you've come to these realizations for someone who is in their, their early 20s, because I, I feel like I had a similar experience in terms of, you know, being overproductive. And I still am someone who, who often does that. But I'm like late 30s, you know, I'm moving towards the big four <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I'm always amazed when I meet young people who have kind of learned that lesson pretty quickly, because it took me a long time um i'm curious to know if you still get that sense of feeling lost even now and when you do what do you do to kind of cope with that yeah i do get this feeling of feeling lost and it happens pretty regularly but um i know why it happened back then it was happening because i didn't have a plan and because i had no idea what i should be doing However, it's only now when I realized that what I was doing was not a, a waste. It was, I was actually acquiring skills like uh, English and also other skills being, you know, uh, even being depressed is a skill because you can learn from it. Because uh, when you are depressed, you are doing a lot of self-analysis and you kind of see realistically instead of just being happy and being very emotionally attached to what's happening. So when people say, well, you should be happy, I say, yeah, it's, it's cool, but sometimes you have to get depressed. So uh, when I feel lost, it's not about me trying to figure out what I want. It's usually about figuring out what tools I want to use currently so mm -hmm. that I will be able to achieve my goals. And this is where I job hope a lot because I just find better tools to achieve my goals, which I have set for myself. And those goals are not, you know, being an Elon Musk or somebody else. Uh, it, it's pretty realistic. It's just buying a flat and kind of diversifying my incomes. So uh, I will not be, you know, so much concerned about money and more about managing all those things. And uh, for now, when I feel lost, I just understand that uh, I just don't have the right tool now, but I'm really focused on finding one. And as if you look at what I do, uh, which is a nine-to-five job and my blog and the freelance projects, uh, they are all about, you know, trying to find different things and uh, testing out what actually works. And I... I feel that it's it's a necessary thing for me because if I lose my job, I can rely on freelance projects, not completely, but at least I will not die. <laughs> and if I lose my uh, freelance projects, I still have my um, my nine to five job. But uh, a blog actually serves as a diary. Uh, I really found that you should be writing whatever you do, like. Regardless of your job, regardless of what you do in life, you have to have a diary. Uh, and I failed actually to have a diary, so I felt to, failed to keep a diary in my notebook. So I decided, why don't I create a website and write about it publicly? And if I get some appreciation, well, it's awesome. I can boost my self-esteem. And if I don't, uh, well, uh, that's just my diary. So you know. I kind of have an excuse for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a great um, kind of 
type of therapy, I guess. Journaling is, you know, the term that tends to be used here a lot. I don't know if you, you're, you use that term yourself, but kind of just writing your thoughts, even if it doesn't make any sense at the end of the day can be helpful and then a lot of people put that energy more into having a public domain where people can kind of read what they're thinking relate learn comment connect with someone else do you feel um like with the experience uh writing your blog do you feel like you've gotten a lot clearer in you know your life ambitions and and where you want to be and what's the experience been like with your blog uh, well, I actually learned that skill from being an English teacher because I worked for some time as an English teacher. And uh, so I learned English uh, to the extent where I can teach it. And I was ready to apply for the job of, as an English teacher. And I found that the best way to optimize my English skills and to improve on them was to teach other people what I already know. So uh, I, I, I realized that, well, there is a relation between uh, what's happening here. So I decided that I should create my blog where I kind of try to teach people how to live their, li their lives and how to identify what they want and how to get there. So uh, this is what's helping me out to you know, manage all my emotions, all my struggles. Because uh, if I feel really negative or if I feel down for some reason, I can just uh, open up, uh, you know, Google Docs and start writing some kind of an article, and uh, that way, I kind of detach out from my problem, and I, um, I kind of think that that problem is not mine already, and I'm the one who is here to solve this problem. So it's it's a really useful tool uh, to which helps you separate your problem problem from yourself. And uh, you, you, you don't feel guilty for having that problem, for having that issue with you. It's just some external problem which you as an expert might or might not be able to solve. And when I write about it, it really does help me clarify my feelings and thoughts mm -hmm. because uh, as, as I write, I have more time to elaborate on some topics and I have more time to research it and uh, I found blogging a really amazing tool to learn new skills and to deepen your perspectives on anything. Because first you first you come up with an idea, then you research the topic, and then you break it down into consumable pieces, and then you write about it, and then you kind of formulate a vision or a skill for yourself. And by the end of the day, uh, when you've researched the topic, you find yourself being an expert because, <laughs> you know, uh, otherwise, you wouldn't be able to acquire that skill. And if I knew that at the university, I think I could have sped up the process like yeah. instantly. Yeah, that's it's interesting um, that you kind of say it's a good way for you to kind of formulate what's going on, um, you know, whether you're feeling depressed or lost, but you can kind of start to understand that because I actually feel quite similar to, uh, you know, podcasting is just kind of like blogging but a different medium right and I've always said to people yeah. it's actually my therapy it's a way for me to kind of get out of my comfort zone and talk to people about this about feeling lost about mental health problems about things like sex that I normally wouldn't have open conversations about so I think you know having whether it's a side project or it's something that eventually earns you revenue it's a really important 
piece an important tool and even if you're just not publishing it and you're you're writing it in a diary and you're keeping it private it's definitely going to help do you have any advice for people who perhaps feel the same way you do like they are feeling lost at this moment perhaps they're young perhaps they're closer to 40 like myself um, and they're just not quite sure <laughs> what they want to do with their lives or how to kind of achieve that big goal that seems very daunting, like buying an apartment or a flat or, you know, or getting up to the top of your career ladder. What advice um, would you be able to share with them based on your experience? Uh, from what I've learned, you first have to identify the patterns because uh, all, our, all, all, the life, all our lives are happening, you know, in, in cycles. So, uh, you might be feeling lost today and uh, like tomorrow you will come out of this phase, but then uh, a month or three months or a year later, you will get lost again and you will be a, you will not be able to figure out why you feel lost again. You, you seem to be having this, this feeling like forever, but it's not happening all the time and you have to understand what are the moments or the feelings or the emotions or the conversations that make you feel that way. Or even your thoughts, I usually, uh, I, I actually realize that it's not about the, uh, you know, the reality, the external factors. It's all about the internal stuff that's happening within you. So if you really think about, it's about, if about, it's about thinking what you are thinking about. Because uh, this, this way you can determine that um, your goals, your, all of those ambition, ambitions that are daunting, that are pressing in you, uh, that's just your perception of the reality. Uh, I kind of feel like when people die, you know, uh, does it really change the world? Uh, no. Uh, people, you know, they usually care about a dead person or whatever for some time, but then it just kind of blends in with the over, uh, overall, you know, uh, daily duties and you don't, feel that way uh, th that you've lost a part of yourself or whatever so um, when you're feeling lost you just have to identify the pattern and you have to think about what you're thinking about and then uh, you have to try to write about it because uh, if you have no some uh, somebody who can help you you know try to do some self-analysis uh, writing about it is the best way you can actually train yourself to share your story because if you don't share it, it's not going to get uh, out of your mind. It's going to be there all the time. And uh, partly, I use my site as a tool which, help me, which helps me filter out my thoughts because um, this, this way I can focus on not being depressed but on finding the tools, you know, to achieve those goals. But speaking about goals, well, you have to set them correctly, and it's a very general thing. But uh, think about goals like um, not something out of reach, but think about your activities as potential opportunities to formulate some skills which you can apply. Because if you do podcasting, or if you do blogging, or if you're doing, I don't know, computer gaming, you, you can find a lot of ways to use that knowledge. You just have to look through that. Uh, and if you, if you are trying to be ambitious about your life and future and try not to be lost, 
uh, in terms of employment, let's say, and all your life you've been a secretary who was working with a lot of documents and a lot of calls. At least you know how to optimize the work. And if you go through the uh, through the requirements of a job, for example, of uh, I don't know, sales manager, let's say, they also have to do a lot of. Uh, um, document and stuff, RFP, you know, requests for proposals, and they have to write it down. And so if you're a secretary, but you always wanted to be a sales manager, that should not be pressing you because you've learned those skills. Uh, not all of them, but a, a fair portion of those skills which you can apply to sales management. For example, uh, like keeping your documents very strict and organized because that's very very important when it comes to sales management process because usually you have to make reports and you have to look at the job a year later so it's really good if you if you can manage those docs and that's very valuable in terms of business perspective because it's historical data which you are, which you have mastered and you can organize that historical data so you are awesome and also as a secretary you accept calls and you make calls and that's what sales managers do you just have to find a workaround and you just have to draw the line or the perspective or the relation between your job and a sales manager position. And if you apply uh, for this position, you can just you know, uh, say that, well, I've been doing similar activities and I have enough confidence and power to make that happen here. So just blog, just try to document it, just focus on things, uh, focus on your thoughts because those are the internal factors that formulate your behaviors and your emotions and feelings like feeling lost, being depressed, it's your thinking and you have to work on your thinking. And then if you're struggling to get some goals, well, just everything you do can be, can be presented as a skill and you just have to work on it. And that's basically it. That's the advice that I would have given to myself. Yes. And that's what I apply every day. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually love that you said that. Um, again, I relate completely because most of my, you know, again job life has been in some form of like administration and I've, I've been a secretary I've been an executive assistant and I used to hate that I, I kind of felt stuck in that like administrative world and it really bothered me because I wanted my own business and I you know had all these aspirations and then I kind of realized that everything I was doing in those jobs would it, were skills that I needed <laughs> to then run my own business and every job I've had um, or most of them 90% of the jobs I've had I've learned some sort of skill that I can now move into you know even running a podcast which is technically a business um, and then I had my own business previously too so everything kind of led up to that so yeah sometimes just take you know you may be frustrated at those jobs that you're in but it is you're learning a skill that you can then, you know, take to your next position. And, you know, once you've got that kind of power to apply, which is great. So I love that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. So before we wrap up, I'm just curious to know what is next for you, Philip. You've got your blog, you're freelancing, you're nine to five. 
you seem to have all these things going on, which is great. Is there anything else you're reaching for or is there any kind of ambition that you, that you do want to achieve in the next few years? Well, I'm really thinking about, you know, uh, trying uh, my skills, which I've learned as a content writer. And also uh, a blog has set a foundation for myself to be organized. Uh, well, I kind of messed it up because I wasn't posting um, for some time, but you know, I'm still trying to organize that. I've uh, survived for a year. It's uh, like it's been a year since I started, and it's. I think it's a good result because uh, also I was able to prove my content writing skills, and I've learned a lot about marketing. I've learned a lot about design because I completely made the website from the ground. Like I bought a domain and I had no idea how to build a website. So I was messing around with WordPress and figuring out how to do things. And it kind of laid the foundation for me to start using my content writing skills on a B2B level, like business to business. And I want to provide services in terms of, you know, content creation for enterprises or for startups or for people like me at least if they want to have their brand strategy and I just want to learn a lot about business and about the service business and uh, in the future I might be able to create some some kind of a product which I'm thinking a lot about but you know you just have to first I think start with a service business which then you can optimize into and transfer it into a product business or whatever. So I'm currently focused on building my own like digital marketing agency and see where it's gonna go. So that's my goal. Wow, that's really cool. Well, I mean, it sounds like you've got it figured out. I totally wish you all the best. I do read your blog, you. so I'll be keeping an eye on how you do. Yeah. And I will make sure to post a link to your, your blog and your social media handles in the show notes so that our listeners can also follow along. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was an awesome experience and I love talking to you, Debbie. Have an awesome day. Hello and thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now make sure to follow Philip over on his blog, lifetomake.com. He writes many articles about self-development and if you're anything like me, you'll relate to a lot of what he writes. You can also catch him over on Twitter at Philip Volna and on Facebook at philip.volna and that's V-O-L-N-A. I will post links to all of his social media handles and his website in our show notes. As always, I'd love to know what you thought of our conversation. So head over to the comment section on our website, uncomfortable.blog or in any of our social media channels. We are on Facebook and Instagram at uncomfortable.blog and Twitter at uncomfy underscore podcast. You can support our podcast by signing up to be a patron and pledging a small few bucks to maybe $10 per month so that we can keep these conversations running. Visit uncomfortable.blog forward slash donate for more information. Thanks again for listening. Now go out there and get comfortable being uncomfortable.